You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Hey guys, welcome to this week's edition of Random Fit with myself, Wendy Batts and Ken Miller. Ken, how are you? I'm awesome, Wendy. How you doing? I am great. And I love this topic because I have two pets. Well, actually, I have two dogs and a fish, so I have multiple pets. Right. But this week's topic, we're talking about health benefits and and how that really relates to being a pet owner, which I was like, what? But there is a lot of research out there that shows if you own a pet, you're probably healthier. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, I grew up with pets, Wendy. Uh, so there was always that, you know, my dogs to play with, you know, multiple dogs. Um, but yeah, I'd say I got outside a little bit more, uh, when it, when it came to, you know, you walking the dog, throwing the ball, uh, playing fetch with the dog, especially the dog that I have now, uh, you know, we, you know, she loves to go outside. You know, I mentioned the word walk or outside. She is by the door. She is, <laughs> I mean, or she's in her crate and she, I just see her. Her ears perk up and her I see her eyeballs and her little nose. And then she's like, did somebody say ball or, you know, so, so she will definitely cue to those. And, you know, trying, you know, understand that I need to get outside, too. I mean, here we are. We're, we're recording this podcast where I'm stuck behind the computer doing other things. I know for myself trying to get up and out every 60 or so minutes, you know, I, I stop thinking about myself and I start thinking about my dog. You know, so just get outside. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, we were looking at some of the statistics in like 1988, there was about 50% or 56% of the U.S. population owns some sort of pet. And over the last three decades, it has shown that now there's approximately 66% of the population owns a pet. And I thought, man, that's quite an increase. And while it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal, when you're looking on on a health perspective, it really is because... To your point, you have to get outside. You have to do some walking, especially if you are a good pet owner. You need to take that dog for a walk. But it also does so much to you physically because you're having to be more active, but also emotionally. And I know many of you have seen service dogs that are out there, whether you know the individual looks like they need one or not. We don't know the rationale behind it, but there are so many statistics showing that people that have gone through, you know, uh, what is it, uh, that they have di- diabetes, that it helps, if they have PTSD, that it helps, if they are ADHD, it's very calming, I know, uh, and, and emotionally healthy for you when you own a pet. Yeah, so for, for those things that we, we just talked about, again, you have more households owning a pet, and again, it's, I'm partial to dogs. Wendy has two dogs. Um, I have plenty of friends and family that have cats as well. You know, cats. uh, So again, we're just talking about overall pets. But again, with 66% of the population, you know, you're going to and most of those that do have dogs. So from that vantage point, you know, there, there are those multiple benefits and having a pet of one kind or another will have its own, um, levels of, you know, requirement for care, obviously. Um, but each one has a different thing to, you know, to 
to contribute. So like my neighbor, he's got a cat and he's one of those cats that, you know, mostly indoors. But one of the things that my neighbor loves about the cats, especially when you talked about that calming effect, Wendy, um, that cat is one lovey cat. It's going to be that one that kind of curls up around your leg and it just wants to cuddle. So that that idea of touch, right? And you think about human touch, you, you need to get some kind of human contact or some kind of contact seven times a day. Well, guess, you know, guess what, what animals given him love multiple times a day. Um, but a lot of dogs are like that in the morning. That's when my dog feels lovey. So that's when she will jump up onto the bed. Again, don't tell my wife, um, but <laughs> she will jump up on the bed and this is how she wakes me up. She'll lick my face. She'll sit right on my chest. So there's that that immediate, you know, that contact and and the fact that, you know, it is calming. So it's it's I'd rather wake up to my dog than my alarm. You know, so from that oh, point, I thought you were gonna say something else. I'm like, wow, you're gonna put yeah. that. That's <laughs> my my dog licking my face versus this beeping loud alarm. But when you talk about these emotional, you know, from an emotional standpoint, again, when we talk about, you know, the last few years when we've we've been, you know, in a situation where contact with others um, has been limited, you know, that, that social and emotional support is definitely from a psychological standpoint, very, very, very necessary. And, and definitely um, if you have animals, not just dogs, cats, but also, you know, you're thinking about hamsters and, and, and if you have a rat, which I have friends that have rats too, you know, the animals that, you know, do, you can come in contact with and, and, you know, there can be a relieving, um, kind of stress, stress less moment that you can capture within your day, you know, when you have an animal like that. Yeah. And, and that, to your point with what you're saying with the emotional part and the touching, when we were all on lockdown and we couldn't go out, I mean, having that love and touch and feel and being able to care for some, something, uh, such as our, my dogs, I, I think is important too, when you have young kids, because it starts to teach them responsibility. And mm -hmm. I think that's a big one. I know that, you know, I, in order for my son to get his allowance, part of his allowance is helping me take the dogs for a walk, helping me feed the dogs every day, you know, different times of day, and then helping me pick up dog poop, which is always really fun. But it, it, it provides them with a sense of having something to do. It's teaching them responsibility and caring for others, because that is actually going to re relate to when you're having to care for humans and being there to be supportive and showing that you can do these things because it is responsible. It's a responsibility factor. Also, I've read when you're walking your dog that people will say, Hey, when you're outside, yes, it's very helpful. It's good for your anxiety. It helps reduce cortisol levels, but it's also on a socioeconomic standpoint, you're able to interact with other individuals that are also walking their dogs. Apparently think people think that you're very approachable so it's really good, too, when we're talking about emotionally being able to get out and speak to others, maybe some people you would have never talked to before, because people think that you are more approachable by saying, is it OK if I pet your dog or your dog is beautiful? What type of breed is that? It starts a conversation that is something that obviously us as humans, we need that interaction. And yeah. I, it's something I never really thought about until I read it. I'm like, oh, man, that's super true, because we have people talk to us every day when we're out walking the dogs. And some of mm -hmm. these neighbors that are way down on the other side of the subdivision that I would yeah. have never met before just because they asked what type of breed I had. 
Right. Um, do you have a, a dog park near you at all? Do you ever go to a dog park? We, I used to very often. And then my dog, one of my dogs, unfortunately got a kennel cough from going uh. to one and <laughs> we have not been back. However, oh no. Oh no. there are, there is a new park that's out in Atlanta where they have big screen TVs. They have these trucks that come food trucks. There's like open bar and they have dog park night and events where you can become what? a member. You start meeting up with other people in your, in your community. So on a social <laughs> side, because you have a dog, then you start to eat, drink and have a good time. And Fido plays with Fido, you know, so it's, uh, it's a win for all. <laughs> I, I think, I think um, you, you just brought up a, a great uh, business plan for me here where in the bay area so I... <laughs> it's always busy y'all always oh, busy and like oh I, man why can't i have thought of that <laughs> well the real well the reason why i brought that up and now that you bring up that i'm gonna start i'm gonna see if uh if i can find one in my area but they, to the point you know going to the dog park um you know for knock on wood my my dog has been okay being in it in you know mixed company with other dogs and Occasionally, you know, one owner will talk to another owner and, you know, I've, I've met some very nice people, but then, you know, you get those people that all they want to do is like, Hey, I'm, I'm here for the dog. Leave me alone. I'm going to just look at my phone, <laughs> you know, but you know, funny story is that we have, we have uh, a, a friend, friends who met at the dog park and uh, you know, they're married now. They have a, you know, a beautiful child, you know, eight years old now. But, you know, they met, you know, talking about being social, you know, they met at a dog park. And the funny thing is, is that, uh, you know, when he proposed to her, he tied the uh, engagement ring to her, to the dog's collar and, you know, had a little sign saying however he presented it. But that's how they actually got I it. think so, they got that from Meet the Parents because you remember the cat. <laughs> they had the cat and then the cat was supposed to be the ring bearer. <laughs> Right, 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 right. I, I'm not sure that I could train a cat to do that. Or well, even my that's dog. different. I can, yeah. I can barely train <laughs> my dogs to sit and high five or shake or any of the, of that. But, you know, we all know benefits of, of the social part. We talked about, you know, parks and walking and meeting people with children. I think it's very important that we're talking about teaching responsibilities. And all of this is around today's topic on Random Fit with myself, Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, about that there are a lot of health benefits when you are a pet owner. Now, I will say it comes with a price tag because pets are oh, yeah. not cheap. And if you are going to invest into a dog, cat, guinea pig, hamster, rat, whatever it is that you want to do, there's always a price tag associated. And then you look at you know health insurance and is that something that is beneficial for you and, and your situation? I mean, that's always important because we want to keep our dogs healthy and make sure that their teeth are mm -hmm. good and you know they've got the heartworm or whatever it is that they take whatever medications are needed to keep them at their healthiest but i think one of the things that hits home to me the, the most especially about being a pet owner we see service dogs out there and i know i in my my first real dog that was just my dog not my family dog that i grew up with but my first dog that i had all throughout college and then actually when i met my my now husband she was absolutely amazing. She would, you know, she barked when she needed to bark. She was super protective. We actually had someone that was trying to break into my condo when I lived by myself. She heard someone at the door, by the way, and started to growl. Her hair stood up. She was sleeping with me. And I'm like, what is going on? I had no idea. I couldn't hear a peep. 
went downstairs, saw a flashlight, called 911, and everything was good. Would have never known that without my dog. Mm -hmm. And that same yeah. dog, when my mom got sick, she loved to be around people. She loved to, um, you know, be very social. She was jumpy. She would piddle when she got excited. But yeah. when my mom was sick, it was like she knew. These dogs have this intuition that they yeah. just knew. And so when my mom walked in the door and she was staying with us, she was very gentle. She sat by my mom every yeah. place my mom went. This dog followed, never left her side, never barked, never piddled. And she was a completely different dog yeah. because they know. So when you're talking about animals getting to understand when people are sick, they do somehow, I don't know how, they have this knowledge of knowing that now is the time I need to calm, be calm. Yeah. So when you hear about these dogs going into hospitals and that their owner needs this, because they're providing comfort to me, a hundred percent have seen it firsthand. And it was something that it was so amazing to watch. And I am a hundred percent on board with anybody that says I would just need my dog around because that's where my comfortable place is. I, I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. And my, um, my cousin, you know, when she was going through school, um, anxiety, right. Because, you know, she was going through chiropractic, uh, school at the time and you know test anxiety a lot of stress um just almost to the almost to the point of being debilitated to you know just with just with the anxiety and you know uh she got a dog she got she got an emotional support dog you know you fill out the proper paperwork and the um, the documentation to have your dog qualified as an emotional support dog to where she was able to take um, her dog around with her, um, you know, when she was on campus and things like that. And it really, you know, you talk about, you know, blood pressure, anxiety, and, um, you know, your ability to learn, especially if you're, if you're in chiropractic school. So that's, that was something that really helped her out, you know, from that, that emotional standpoint. Um, but dogs are so intuitive. They know, they know when they, they know when you need them, you know, that you always have their undivided attention and, you know, they want to, they want to play and all that stuff. But a lot of times if, you know, if you've got that connection with your pet and they know um, when, when you need them, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna be right there. And that's, and that's what my cousin's dog uh, was able to do for her while she was going through school. She graduated, she, she got through, but it definitely eased a lot of the stress that she was mm -hmm. going through. Um, but again, when you talk about the lockdown and not being able to get out and socialize, um, not being able to interact with people, that in and of itself is stressful. And I think that's why, you know, when you think about it, you know, the animal shelters, adoption, you know, pet adoption uh, organizations, you, you couldn't find, you couldn't find a dog, <laughs> right? Right. Before that, you know, they're, you know, they're the, can you, can you foster a dog, you know, just, you know, have a dog at your house, take care of them because the kennels are full, right? But, you know, over the last three or four years, a lot, you couldn't find a dog. People were looking for some relief, some mental and emotional distress. Plus people were home a lot. They're in a position where they can actually take care of the dog. But I think a lot of that was just because they need companionship. They need to be with, with another being. And, um, you know, the pet adoption situation was just in, definitely in favor of dogs and cats again when we say dogs we mean dogs and cats it's just <laughs> <laughs> nothing against cats i love cats i just 
you know, there's certain people in my household that are allergic. <laughs> I, so, I, I am also yeah. allergic to cats. Yeah. So we do not yeah. have cats because of myself. My husband grew up with cats and was a big yeah. cat fan. So I'm like, okay, if we're going to be together, we're going to have to <laughs> understand from the very start that's not happening. Uh, with other stuff that I read about and I, and I knew this, but I wanted to actually find research to support it before we mentioned it on the podcast today that people with autism, that there's been a huge, huge positive sign that autistic children, especially in the classroom, do better uh, and have less anxiety and can concentrate a little bit more Mm -hmm. when there's a pet that they can play with in the classroom. For example, the, the articles that we read about were mainly with guinea pigs because guinea pigs are allowed in schools usually, but for autistic children, it helped control their anxiety. And it showed some remarkable stats on what it did for these children that did get to care for a particular pet. They could go and be excited about going to school every day and learning, but just the calming effect that one particular guinea pig had on multiple children um, in different situations that they put these kids in. And then something as simple as a fish. I'm like, what can a fish do for, for this? And there was research that said in the very beginning that it can actually help with people that have diabetes. And there was research that Ken, I think you found that showed the teenagers that had type one diabetes, trying to teach them how to manage their disease. And they did studies to show that if teenagers were responsible in checking the water levels once a day and then feeding the fish, that that also helped them remember to check their own levels with yeah. their their um, disease and then they knew how to medicate themselves appropriately to make sure that their levels were good and maintained the steady um, state that they needed to be in and you know when you're looking at this and how to, to to track with looking at fish and taking care of fish and then checking your blood glucose levels at the time it's like you would have never thought to put those hand in hand but it, it worked and they showed remarkable stats for those individuals that had the fish that they had to care for in relation to someone that didn't have a pet at all. And just responsibility of taking ownership of your health because you had a disease that unfortunately you were diagnosed with at a very young age. Yeah. And it's, it was a matter of routine, right? Because as you, as you read it, what did they have them do? They had them feed the fish once a day, uh, check the water level and then change the water out once a week. So getting them on that regular routine was, was one of the things that they really attributed the, the carryover of behavior for them to check their blood sugar levels once or twice a day, whatever it was compared to those that didn't, did not have the responsibility of checking on and maintaining this fish tank. So, you know, a lot of it was, a lot about the behaviors of okay being responsible and having a routine so if you can think about translate that to okay whatever else you have to do to maintain your health whether it's being you know checking your fish doing that regularly and maintaining you know in that situation the study was relating to behaviors to maintaining themselves when it came to diabetes but also think about how that can translate into taking your medications or going for exercise, having that routine and routine is everything. Just like we talk about having sleep routine and, and getting in your habit, your, your nighttime routine. This is one of those that, you know, when you, and it's really interesting, Wendy, when we, when we had to look up this information, there's a journal about human interaction with, with animals, right? Which, you know, it, it is, and they keep saying it is a very young 
um, research oriented field, but I mean, the fact that you've got a journal, just like we have an exercise journal, a health and medical journal, they have a journal on the interaction between humans and animals. And that was one of those articles that really, that came up. And then you look at where we source this information. It's like, oh, there's a whole journal on how we interact with animals. So just by extension, you know, that there's a lot of, a lot of things happening just mentally, emotionally, and physically when it comes to how we, how we interface with, with other, other, other animals, whether it be dogs, cats, fish, reptiles. But again, this, this kind of brought me back to when I had fish, I had a tiger barbs and, um, but I just remember taking breaks and, and watching that fish tank. And before I know it's like, oh, I've been here for 15 minutes. Right. And, you know, I've had betas. I had goldfish. Oh, we have, we have a beta fish and his name is Max. And when we first got Max, Brayden, which is my son was so, so excited about this fish. I think my husband was probably more excited because he grew up with fish and actually wrote a research paper and story about this beta fish when he was in eighth grade. And if you guys all know my husband, he still has that and read it to our family. And the next thing I know is we have this beta fish that shows up and Max has been with our family. Uh, Unfortunately, Max, started out as red he was great and Braden would go in say good morning turn on the light feed him every morning once again it was something that brightened his morning and something that became a routine well me being the mother that i am did not want to talk about death yet and when max passed away we went and grabbed another fish my <laughs> husband went to grab it found this cool blue fish and brought this blue fish home and we didn't tell Braden that Max passed. And so when Braden came and saw that now Max is blue, we said we had a hyper color change fish. And so that he had like some miraculously way, you know, turned blue. And so he goes and he's telling all these people that we have a magical fish. And so we are technically on Max 3.0 and all is well. But I think at the, at the end of the day, the whole purpose of us doing this podcast is to show that, there are so many benefits of owning a pet. There's a lot of responsibility yeah. and financial responsibility that goes along with being a pet owner. But if you have children, of course, you want to teach them about germs and how to you know, pick up dog poop correctly and wash your hands. And But it is something that teaches them about responsibility, teaches them how to, to grow, how to schedule. There are a lot of positive benefits that we've shared with you guys, especially if you have a child with some sort of disorder or some sort of disease and how these this um, owning a pet can really be beneficial and supportive for these particular individuals. And I wouldn't trade my dogs for the world. Sometimes I want to open the door and see if they run because they get frustrating at times. But you know what? <laughs> I, I love them. I can't imagine my life without them. And uh, 66% of the United States agrees with us that owning a pet is very beneficial. And uh, And I had a lot of fun doing this one with you, Ken. Yeah, I mean, anytime, anytime I'm given the opportunity to talk about my dog, um, I will. And uh, yeah, she's, you know, Australian, you know, she's a cross between a Corgi and an Australian Shepherd. So we definitely get a lot of stops. What kind of dog is that? Who doesn't love a Corgi, right? She's got the short legs, but she looks, you know, she's the tricolor. Uh, But uh, man, if I was, if I was single with, with my dog, man, I would, There'd be a lot of people I'd be talking to. She's so cute. She's so cute. Uh, (laughs) So talking about being social, um, 
Um, anyway, that's another topic altogether. <laughs> Who needs a dating app? You just need a yeah, dog, y'all. <laughs> matchmaking through through your through your dog. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, this was a fun one, but overall, you know, the pets are like you said, a lot of responsibility. You got to be mindful. You know, can't or can you truly be a a responsible dog owner or cat owner or dog? fish owner um everything you know when it comes to maintaining your life and the life of of another being uh does take some responsibility but there are so many resp- uh you know benefits to it and i hope hopefully that you as a listener of this episode of random fit you got a lot out of it but basically it just confirms oh that's why i feel good all right that's why i haven't torn all my wait wait a second uh <laughs> uh But if you like what you had to listen to today, especially if you are a pet owner, congratulations. Just know why you feel good at the end of the day. Uh, Like, follow, subscribe, download, and share. Again, comment. Let us know what what you liked about this episode. If you have a pet, let us know what kind of pet you have and some of the benefits that you've experienced from having your loved one, your four-legged or whatever, finned loved one. Uh, But until next time, everybody, take care and be well.